0: This isn't an entirely too creepy story, but it really had me freaked out. For context, I live in a university-owned dorm about a mile from the main campus, and they have a shuttle service that takes you to and from the campus and to this particular dorm. I'm 21 and female. I got together with my friend on Labor Day for a barbecue and had a little too much to drink. I was still pretty coherent, but it would be obvious to anyone that I wasn't totally with it. Around 10 p.m., my friend, also 21 and female, walked me to the shuttle and stopped and waited for me to get on until she headed back to her dorm. As I was on the shuttle, I couldn't shake this feeling that I was being watched, but there were only about four people on the shuttle, so I assumed I was just being paranoid, as well as drunk. However, that changed when I noticed a guy, 20-ish, sitting on the other side of the bus about two seats ahead of me, who kept looking at me. I was uncomfortable but ignored it because I would be home and in my dorm soon. The shuttle drops us off and we get into the elevator, myself first and the guy second. I push the button to my floor and he looks but doesn't press a number which freaks me out. I'm still hoping for the best and tell myself he just lives on the same floor. Of course, the other two people on the elevator get off before myself and the guy and my dorm is the last room on the floor, furthest from the elevator. We both get off on my floor. I get off first, and I start walking. I look back, and he's deadlocked on me. So I start to panic and walk faster, and so does he. Finally, I put my card out and practically sprint to my door as he began to sprint. I got in and slammed my door behind me and locked it. After giving myself a minute, I looked at the people, and he was sitting across the hall from my door, just staring at my door. He did this for about 7-10 to 10 minutes before muttering something to himself and leaving. I ended up calling one of my male friends to come to my room and make sure he still wasn't lurking around in the hall somewhere. Again, not too entirely creepy or exciting, but definitely scary at night, alone. Hey, so I don't know if this is going to be all that creepy to you guys, but to me, it was pretty unsettling. I'm a 25-year-old female. I was out last Wednesday night with my friends till 2 a.m. Now to add context, I live in a city, and all my friends just live outside of it. So I decided to head home by myself, as the rest of them had a lot further to go, and I didn't want to impede them any more than necessary. So we say our goodbyes and I head off home, which give or take is about 10 minutes away via walk. Now there's two roads I can go down. One is the main road and can still be quite busy at this time of night because it's got a couple kebab shops and a taxi rank. But my dumb self decided to head down the other road, which was a quiet residential road. So as I'm walking, minding my own business, watching drunk people stumble past me, When suddenly, I'm completely by myself, on this badly lit street. So I'm feeling a little anxious and pick up speed. Then I relax as I hear a car slightly behind me, because slightly drunk me thinks that's a good thing. Wrong. The car pulls up next to me and the driver rolls down the window. Hey nice night, what's your name? I just look at him and keep walking. This weirdo drives alongside me and repeatedly asks me for my name for at least a good minute, and I try to ignore him, and speed up, but he just won't leave me alone. Eventually I just say my name, and then he goes, that's a nice name, have a good night, and speeds off into the darkness. Now I'm panicking, and I'm all but running home, constantly checking over my shoulder in case he decides to follow me. I got home safe, but nevertheless, I can't shake off how creepy he was, and how vulnerable I actually was. I would say that in the moment he did that, I immediately put my live location on for my friends to follow just in case, but still, never thought I could end up in that kind of situation. This was about two years ago, and I was the only one here for the later half. My girlfriend and her mother were all at the mall, shopping for her father's birthday, which was coming up soon. I was with her brothers at their house. While walking about the mall, two creeps started talking to them. When they told them to go away, they didn't stop. They followed them and tried catcalling them, and when my girlfriend and her mother got to the car, they did the same thing and got in their own, tailing them relentlessly. It was during the ride home that she called me and I told her brothers about the situation. Now understandably, all three of us were very pissed and left the house. As my girlfriend and her mother pulled up into the driveway, the two creeps parked down the road, take out their phones and presumably took down the address, and then drove off before we could do anything. I went home, but was back at their house the same time the next day, and there they were, outside their house, calling out to them. That was, until the dad, understandably pissed off, went out with his firearm and told them to book it, in a very extreme way. Those two have been seen again and again, but the last time I saw them trying to approach her, I think I made it very clear that they were going to be reported to the police if they tried again. Last time I saw them was about two weeks ago, although I was alone then. Around 2007, I was getting my Ph.D. at the University of Florida. I'm a female in my 30s. I lived in Gainesville in a condo that I owned by myself. I had a friend who was walking across the United States. We'll call him Captain. Captain decided to spend the winter at my house, so he got a mutual friend to drive him from Alabama, where he had lost stop walking, to my house in Gainesville. We had a pleasant Thanksgiving, and then the captain just kind of chilled at my house for the next couple months. It wasn't too big of a deal, because I mostly stayed at my boyfriend's house, but it was a little bit much. When it was time for him to get back to walking, he asked me if I would drive him back to the same exact location he had left in Alabama. Looking forward to having my house back, I agreed to drive him one day when I was out of school. I don't remember what route we took or where it was, but I remember the drive wasn't that long, relatively speaking. It seems like it should have been, but I'll guess it was about a 5 or 6 hour. I dropped him off in the early evening and headed back to Florida. This meant driving all night, by myself, in an unknown part of the country. Conveniently, the GPS technology that we had at the time gave me an extremely backwards route back to Florida. To get where i had dropped off captain we stayed on the freeway for most of the time and then it was about 10 miles off the freeway well google maps or whatever app i was using decided that the faster way was to take me through all these back roads through the alabama backcountry serious deliverance vibes so i'm already a little freaked out and occasionally checking in with my boyfriend to let him know where i am I've driven at night alone tons, but my history with respect to strangers has made me hyper-vigilant. At some point, I became aware of this car behind me. I didn't assume that anything was weird until the car stayed with me for several miles. Again, I shoved it off as maybe Google Maps giving them the same weird route, but because I was paying attention to the car behind me, I didn't notice when I pulled through some small town that I was taking a left at the wrong intersection. There were two intersections very close together and i was accidentally in the left lane to turn left at the intersection right before the one i was supposed to turn at no biggie i figured it's like two in the morning so when the light changed i just drove straight through the intersection and took the left at the next intersection the car behind me did the same thing i realized at that point that i was definitely being followed I immediately called my boyfriend and asked him to look up the non-emergency police number for the area I was in. I tried to give him my nearest location, but like any dude who has never been a victim of any kind of assault, he thought I was overreacting. He was in the middle of something and therefore he didn't look up the number for me. In retrospect, I should have absolutely called 911, but I didn't want to make a big deal out of something that could have been nothing. But nothing was quickly becoming something indeed because I had been on the back roads in Alabama without a gas station for a long time and my car was in need of gas. That meant I would have to exit the vehicle at a gas station that was probably not well manned at this time of night by myself. I was low-key freaking out. It didn't help that I couldn't see the driver in the car behind me. It was dark and the car had dark tinted windows. Also, Alabama backwood roads are pretty damn dark. I kept looking in the rearview mirror, but I couldn't get a glimpse of the driver. I honestly couldn't figure out why this person targeted me, and at first I laughed it off to some kind of southern football vendetta. I had a UF license plate frame, go Gators, and was trying to convince myself that this person was just trying to scare me because I liked one of our rival schools Given that I'm a tall woman, it would have been difficult to identify that I was a woman in the car. But either way, this person was clearly following me, and given that I had to stop my car, I was feeling increasingly at risk. Finally, my woods route took me to a relatively larger metropolitan area. I was finally on a street with street lights, and businesses were still lit up. I started to feel safer, but still had to stop for gas. I had already made a plan as far as that was concerned but I wanted this guy behind me to know that I was on to him. So at the first intersection that was well lit I turned fully around in my car and stared at him while pretending to talk on the phone. I did this for the entire time the light was red. I wanted it to look like I was describing the car and its features to whoever was on the phone. Not long after this I found a gas station that was well lit up. I was driving on fumes and praying that I wouldn't run out of gas in the backwoods of Alabama. I pulled into the gas station so that my driver's side door was adjacent to the door of the gas station. I jumped out and ran inside. I let the attendant know that I was being followed. He walked out from behind the counter and walked to the window and said no one was out there. I was sure that the car had been behind me when I pulled into the gas station, but seeing that I ran inside, They must have driven off. I still have no idea what this guy's intention was, but he followed me for easily an hour and a half, like a hundred miles. It felt predatory as hell. Thankfully, I was able to gas up my car under the watchful eye of the gas station attendant, and the attendant told me the quickest way to the freeway. My trip was uneventful after that, but I was still shaking and thoroughly pissed off at my boyfriend for not taking me seriously. Stay safe out there. I'm a relatively small 19 year old girl. Just a few hours ago, I was on my way home, leaving the train station near where I live. It was already dark outside, and not too many people were around. Normally, that wouldn't creep me out because this area is quite peaceful, but today, someone followed me for a good five minutes. So right after I left the train station, I noticed this young man walking in my direction. I thought he was headed towards the trains and didn't pay it any mind. I lit up my cigarette and went on my way, somewhat weary because I thought I heard footsteps behind me, but because I was wearing solid boots, my steps were too loud to make out anything really. Also, I did just walk away from a train and towards a big street, so it's not unusual that people headed in the same direction. After quite some time, I heard a soft, excuse me, behind me. Then it got a bit louder, excuse me. I turned around to see the same dude that went into the opposite direction at the station. He's walking behind me, slowly getting closer and stops about a meter away from me, still tall enough to tower over me. I'm frozen in place, grabbing my umbrella a bit tighter, making myself look as big and confident as I can as he breaks his silence with the most ridiculous question. Do you have a boyfriend? Uh, no, but now that you ask, yes. He kind of stands there for a second, then turns around and walks away. I was scared shitless at that moment. On the rest of the way home, I turned around three or four times because I did not want him to follow me and know where I lived. I eventually got home safe and nothing happened to me. I don't know, maybe he just wanted to ask if I was single, and maybe he had my number. But dude, it's freaking dark outside, and you followed me for quite some time. No, just no. That's fucking creepy as hell. Don't be like this guy, please. Just don't. Yesterday, I popped into a Tesco in my town as I was making bell and realized I had no onions. Usually I wear a mask, but my nephew had left his teeny chocolate handprints on my white mask, so it was in the washing machine. When I was literally grabbing onions and paying with a card, masks are no longer required here. I'm just paranoid as I live with someone high risk. As I walk in, a guy who's probably a little shorter than me also walks in at the same time. He smiles and says hi to me. I'm a smiley person and will be friendly to anyone, so I say hi back and smile and walk on. He goes down the crisps and chocolate aisle, and I head to the meals and veggies. Out of the corner of my eye, I can see his head follow me as I walk past. I know I'm a pretty girl, but I'm also relatively large. And while I do get attention from men, not usually so full on watching me kind of thing. I thought nothing of it at this time. It was a little flattering. So I got my onions and walked to the till. The man stood directly in front of me. No issues until he turned around and smiled at me. I smiled back and looked away. I kid you not guys. He starts doing lunges. Like actual lunges in front of me. Then stretching his leg behind his back and twisting his torso to look back at me. I am pretty uncomfortable at this point, so I'm avidly reading the wine rack. There's this wine called beefsteak wine, and I'm super confused as to why it's called that. I don't drink. Is it beef-flavored wine? Is it made for beef and steak preparings? God help me it's the latter. All while this guy is still lunching and twisting and trying to smile at me. Finally, the old deer in front has all her stuff in her granny trolley and shuffles off, The man in front buys his cigarettes and chocolate bar and goes and stands by the front door. I'm feeling super uncomfortable at this point because he's literally staring at me while I'm buying my onions. I pay and go for the door, again avoiding eye contact and just acting like I was in my own little world, but he doesn't seem to take the hint. He stops me at the door. He says, Hi, I'm John Smith. Can I get your number? I deadpan just say no and start walking to my car. Not sure what happened next, but a second later, an older gentleman with his West Highland Terrier has stepped in between us and said, the girl said no, leave her be. I thank the old man, avoiding the other guy's eyes, and go to my car. He ran to his van and gets in and waits. I just had a bad feeling at this point, so I drive out of the car park and go the opposite way of my house. Thinking back, it was probably a really stupid move of mine because I drove in the direction of nowhere. Like, the next town is 30 miles in the direction I drove, with tons of small villages in between, the nearest being 9 miles away. Like I said, not smart. And just as my instinct said he would, he starts to follow me. He's in a white van and I'm in a little car, so the windy roads and random side lanes did come in handy. I ended up driving 17 miles out of my way in a giant semi-circle to get home. He followed me for at least eight of them before he lost me, going up a large bendy hill that opens onto a blind crossroad. Just to ensure I wasn't being paranoid, I had taken turns that made no sense and pretty much done a circle before driving onwards. It started out as a semi-flattering thing in the supermarket. And it turned into me nearly killing us both, speeding around tight corners, scared to stop. I honestly don't understand the entitlement of people that think this behavior is acceptable. I do have his number plate. I'm probably going to report him to the police, to be honest. I have the entire thing on dash cam. Edit. I did report this to the police this afternoon. Second update. Today I have an unfortunate and pretty terrifying update from my perspective. When I called the police, they basically said they would look into things, but since he can argue that he was just driving, they most likely can't do much beyond telling him not to come near me again. That night I got a call from a police officer from a city 20 miles away from my town. She said she couldn't give me a lot of details. But she said the guy that followed me is currently going through criminal proceedings for doing something similar to another girl. She wanted my consent to pass on my details to a lawyer. I honestly didn't know how to react or what to think, but of course I said yes. Today I got a call from the lawyer. I did not get a huge amount of details, but basically she told me that the same man who I had my encounter with had stalked another young woman and he had attempted to abduct her. I have no more details beyond this, but she said that my encounter was very similar in nature and it was caught on camera. Providing my account could collaborate with the victim and the attempted abduction account and provide a narrative of what this guy's M.O. is. I gave her my statement. She has the video footage that was passed on by the police officer I spoke with from the city 20 miles away. Her team will be looking into my encounter as a part of a larger investigation so I very well may make another update in the future. But for now, I know it's not a lot of information, but it was still pretty terrifying to be told. The guy that followed me from the supermarket actually tried, and who knows, maybe even succeeded in abducting women before. This happened during my first year at community college, and I always drove this crappy 1996 Toyota Corolla to my classes. This car was barely holding itself together, and I had to replace a part that broke at least once a month. At 60 miles per hour, the whole car would start to vibrate. But I lived 10 minutes away from my campus and my job, so it got me where I needed to go. One day, I got back from one of my classes, and I noticed someone had broken into my car and misplaced all my possessions. My registration card, homework, tire gauge and various objects had been thrown under my seat or stuffed in weird places. The rearview mirror had been turned completely vertical. Nothing had been stolen, which I thought was really weird, but also glad because I thought whoever did this was just doing it for a laugh or trying to mess with me. I started parking on the complete opposite side of the campus, but it happened again with the same situation. Everything in my car was just thrown around and nothing was stolen. The first time this happened, I was returning to my car from class and saw streamers and confetti all across my windshield. There were pieces of construction paper placed on my windshield wipers that said, in all caps, WE'RE ALWAYS WATCHING YOU, with a winky face. Now, this started to really freak me out. At first, I thought it might be one of my friends playing a prank on me, so I asked all of them over the next few days if they had been breaking into my car and messing around with my stuff. However, none of them knew what I was talking about. I know how my friends are too. I know if I would have asked them about this, and they were indeed the culprit, they would have broken into laughter saying, dude, we totally got you. None of them knew what I was talking about though. I told them that if it was really one of them, that they needed to let me know, because if it was a stranger, I was going to have to get campus security involved. I never felt the need to get them involved any sooner because none of my possessions had been stolen and this felt more like a practical joke. Things started to get really weird with the confetti, streamers, and note though. A few weeks passed and the pranks had stopped, much to my relief. I thought that this probably had to be a stranger pulling pranks on me until one night I was leaving campus after getting out of my night class I was driving down the highway that I always took to get to my neighborhood and noticed I was being tailgated harder than I've ever been tailgated in my entire life. This truck came out of nowhere and was blasting the high beams and seemed to be a foot away from the back of my car. I was immediately freaked out and thought to hell with the law and booked it to my house going 90 miles per hour down the highway. The road was pretty clear and there were no cops and I luckily lost their tail. The following week, the same situation occurred, leaving my night class and this truck encountering me on the highway and blasting their high beams. I was so sick of the pranks, the stalking, and all this nonsense. I had finally had it with whoever was doing all this stupid crap, so I legit slowed down to 10 miles per hour just to annoy them. I didn't care that all the other cars on the road were honking and giving me the finger for going so damn slow on the highway. that had a speed limit of 65, I really wanted to give whoever the hell this was a taste of their own medicine. No joke, they followed me going 10 miles per hour for what felt like 10 minutes. I couldn't figure out what this person was getting out of the situation, but after 10 minutes I swerved into the next lane and sped off in the distance, having finally gotten sick of my own little prank. After this, my car was never messed with again, and I believe I may have encountered them only one more time on that same highway. I began to drop below 30 miles per hour and they immediately swerved into the other lane just like they had the last time. Then finally all of a sudden, all the stalking and pranks had finally stopped. I eventually moved out of my old town so I could attend the university I was transferring to. I even traded in my old Corolla for a Honda Civic in much better condition and with a different license plate. To this day, I don't know who these people were or what they wanted from me. It could have all been harmless, but the fact that I was being followed on my way home from campus made me feel like these people wanted something more from me. If I had let them follow me to my home, I have no idea what would have happened. I know I should have gone to campus security or the police about the situation, but after the stalking stopped and I moved away, I forgot about it for a while. Maybe it all was really just a harmless prank but there's no way I could be completely certain, making this an extremely creepy experience for me. This happened a long time ago. I don't exactly remember when, but it was sometime when I was around eight years old. I'm 20 now. My dad worked overseas most of the time, so it was just usually me, my mom, and my late older brother who passed away some years ago at our house. She was just a typical office worker, and whenever it was the end of the month, she tended to go home much later, since they were competing overall sales for the month. She doesn't know how to drive, even though we had a car, because she never had the time to learn. My dad tried teaching her before, but they just ended up arguing about it. Also, it was very hard to find parking space near her office, since there wasn't a parking lot there, and usually cars were always parked alongside the road by the time she arrived to her office. One night, at the end of the month, she ended up leaving her office around 1am. Where I live, we usually rode on tricycles for transport, and she got on one and proceeded to tell them where she was headed to. On the way there, the tricycle stopped for another passenger. A man gets in, so basically my mom ended up being stuck in the inner part of the tricycle between the guy and the driver. My mom felt like the guy was trying to scooch closer to her. She felt very uncomfortable since she also felt him eyeing her legs. After some time, at some point, she couldn't take it anymore. Luckily, on the way home, there's a police station along the way, so she decided to get off there when they passed through it to find another tricycle ride home. She managed to find one and got home safe, if only the night ended there. Unfortunately, a little while later, Me and my brother were both asleep on the bed, and my mom was changing her clothes and washing up. She felt a breeze, and when she turned around and looked at the curtains, she saw the same exact guy who rode with her earlier, standing just outside the window, watching her intently. Somehow he managed to follow her to our house. He climbed the fence in the backyard and slid the window open. His hand was also inside, pushing the curtains aside to have a better look at her. Luckily, the windows at our house had thick metal bars, so he couldn't just enter if he had broken the glass. But it was still terrifying seeing a random guy standing there, nonetheless. She screamed loudly, and me and my brother were both awoken, because she was snatching us from the bed. My mom was terrified, since the bed was near the window, meaning me and my bro were pretty much in reach. She was throwing stuff at the window, while running into the living room, screaming bloody murder, asking help from our neighbors, Unfortunately, he got away. After that, she squeezed in some time to learn how to drive properly and has been going to and from work in a car ever since, even if she had to get up earlier to get a parking space. She also had a hard time sleeping for a while because she was paranoid. She had all her fences made higher and put some barbed wire along the top to make it harder to climb. She ended up asking some of the other family members to stay over for a bit since she was scared of us three being alone. She considered filing a report, but she didn't have much info on her about either of them, sadly. Thankfully, nothing more happened after that. I wish I could tell you that we moved since then, but no. We're still living here since we can't really afford to move. Years later, we ended up talking about it, when I recalled that night and asked her what happened. She mentioned how she found the driver suspicious too, since he literally refused to let her down at the police station and insisted on bringing her all the way home, but my mom refused to back down and she got out. I may not have been aware of what happened that night, but my mom's desperate screams linger in my mind. It hurts to listen to it, and I never want to hear it again. I hope she never has to go through something like that again. This happened a few years ago. This was a time in late August, when there was a high chance of seeing fallen stars. Me and some of my friends, we were 18, decided to go one night and watch. In the end, it was only four of us, Nicole borrowed her father's car. It was one of those that had a big open backspace, the type that could be used to deliver furniture and such. So we could just sit in the open backspace and watch the sky from there. Pat ordered some pizzas and brought some wine and cola with her. She is the type that likes to chill like that. And the fourth person is Flower, who I consider the hero of this story. So we decided to go out to the field next to the city because we can see the stars better if there is no street lights. Apart from the dirt road, there were a lot of bushes around, so we were happy that we didn't have to sit on the ground in the dark. When we were sitting out there, we noticed we could hear faint music in the distance. At that time, there were a lot of small city festivals where people played live music, so we didn't really think too much of it. It was around 11pm. We ate some pizza and drank some wine. Of course, Nicole only drank cola. She was the driver. At this point, we spent two hours out there. Pat was getting a little tipsy, and we were starting to get loud, laughing and enjoying our summer. I remember Pat was telling us one of her jokes, and we were all laughing when I glanced over to Flower, and in the faint light of her phone I saw that she wasn't laughing. She seemed bothered by something. What's wrong, Flower? I asked her while the other two were still giggling. Nothing, it just... doesn't this music sound like it's a recording to you? This was the point when we all froze and stayed quiet, and she was right, the music we heard before that we had forgot about within the two hours we spent there. It sounded like a recording. Doesn't it sound like it's getting closer? Nicole whispered, and it did get more and more louder. This was the point where we decided to get out of there. We didn't even climb downward from the car's back area to get in the car. Nicole just jumped down and ran to the other door. She started the car within seconds. This time the music became very loud as we drove off and we saw three men running out of the bushes. One of them had their phone glowing. We assumed it was where the music was coming from. As we reached the side of the city, Nicole stopped. We jumped off and got into the car. After that, she took us all home. We didn't talk much about it. I think we all felt foolish about the situation. To this day, I'm very grateful that Flower has such sensitive hearing and Nicole acted so quickly. As for the three men, we don't know who they were, why they were hiding in the bushes for hours, and why they were playing music in the middle of nowhere. Why didn't they come out sooner if they wanted something? That's what I always wondered. Then an idea hit me and it gives me chills. In the safety of thinking we were alone, we were speaking loudly in the field. We mentioned that we were sad that others couldn't come, and we also mentioned the wine sometimes. What if these guys were just waiting for us to get drunk? This happened many years ago around Christmas time. I ran to Kmart. Told you it was a long time ago because I'm pretty sure that Kmart isn't even around anymore. I was grabbing some decorations for the tree and decided to Christmas shop a little. I had my youngest son with me in a stroller and was taking my time since my husband had our other two boys with him. I was in the kids shoe department and I noticed a man looking at shoes. He was kind of disturbing and loud because he kept pulling boxes out and pushing them back in. I quietly walk away. The next apartment I go to, I noticed that he appeared a few moments later. This just kept happening and I was starting to get a gut feeling, but thought I was being crazy. I was a young mom, only 24, young and naive. I ended up going to the toy section to look for some gifts that my boys were asking for. That's when I noticed that he was circling the aisle. He went past the end, staring at me from one end. Then a moment later, he would pass the other. I hurried out of the aisle and found the first employee I could. I went up to her and started crying, telling her that this man, she saw him pass the aisle because he was still doing it and told her he was following me. She called security and he quickly exited the store. They walked me over to my car and went home, and told my husband the story. We called the police and an officer came to my house to take down the info. He said I was lucky, because they were probably after me or my baby, and would have made a move when I left. I still needed the Christmas tree items that I originally went for, so my husband went to Walmart with me. Almost immediately I saw the man again, he was on the prowl for someone else. My husband grabbed a security guard and they chased him. The guy saw me, so he knew what was going on and ran. Since it was Christmas time in the busy Walmart, he got away. Always trust your gut and be aware of your surroundings. It's been 20 years and I still think about that frightening man and what could have happened. Hi, this is my first post, so I'll do my best to make this sound interesting. This happened to me in the summer of 2015. I was dating a guy who lived in the city, and I was living at home at the time, in the suburbs. Neither of us had a car, and since I lived at home in my bedroom right next to my grandma's, I always went to him. I'd take the subway to his place every week and stay there for a couple days, if I had off from work. To get to his apartment, It required taking two trains. One day I was headed to see him. It was super hot out and I was wearing a skirt with straps, a crop top, and knee-high socks. Hey, I wanted to look cute. I guess I feel this is important as I probably stood out in this outfit and unfortunately I probably should have been more careful about what I was wearing, which sucks. Anyway, I'm on the first train and after a few stops I notice a man get on. I kind of couldn't not notice him as he chose to stand right in front of where I was sitting and stare at me rather than taking an empty seat. It made me feel weird. The man in general gave me very creepy vibes. He was probably in his 40s, looked unkempt, but otherwise just a basic looking white dude whose face I couldn't even picture now. So I get off at the last stop and head through the station to get where I need to go to catch a second train. I noticed this guy's following me, which at first I figured was not a big deal, he could have just been going to the same place. So to get to the platform I needed to be, you have to go up some stairs, and I realize he's right behind me. I decided to turn around and go up a different platform, which happened to be packed with people, thinking that if he follows me this is bad, but I could lose him in the crowd. He follows me and I try to duck out of view before going back to the actual platform I needed to be on. I get there and for a few minutes I feel better until I see him again. He must have known I would be there as I was about to go up there and then turn around. Plus it was the only other platform and most likely he saw me the whole time. There weren't too many people waiting compared to the other side. But a few trains came that were full so I didn't bother to try to get on and neither did he. The whole time I was texting my boyfriend, who was not taking me seriously at all. I asked him to at least meet me at the station when I got to the stop by his apartment. A five minute walk. He was being reluctant, but agreed finally. At this point, I'm still waiting for the train. One comes that's very full, but I'm getting restless, and when I get to a safe place, I squeeze on, and so does the man right next to me, his arm all over me. I decide that even with all these people around, I'm not safe. So right before the doors close, I hop out of the train. The train leaves with this guy staring at me as it pulled away. I waited a few more trains to come and go, worried that the guy would be waiting for me at the next stop or something. I got on a train finally, paying attention to everyone who got on at each stop. He never did, and I made it to my stop and was greeted by my boyfriend, who seemed put out by having to walk over. He is now an ex-boyfriend, and generally kind of shitty. I'm really proud of myself for getting off that train at the last second. I don't know how much danger I was in, but I know this man was following me, and it definitely wasn't for any wholesome reasons. Despite being in public, I feel like if he tried anything, no one would have done shit, and I'm a very small and not strong person. I want to start by saying that I'm not actually sure if I should be scared about what happened. But anyway, I am. And all of this happened a few hours ago, and I can't shake the feeling that I was in danger off of me. I usually walk my dog around midnight or half past midnight. I like the fact that I'm alone, and I'm allowed to take off my mask. Sometimes my mom comes with me, sometimes my mom goes alone, or sometimes I go alone. However, it's me most of the time alone. If a car drives by me, I just make sure that it don't stop. And that's that. Not gonna lie, I've had bad scares, but it's mostly because it's dark and I'm a woman. But I tell myself to calm down. Not everyone is bad, or why would it do it to me? Well, tonight I walk my dog alone. And when I was walking the way back to the house, my dog stops. And I thought she wanted to do something. A car drives by, and even though there's nothing weird about the car... I just kept an eye on it. The road is a one way and yes it had to pass where I live, but it stopped right in front of the portal. I got a weird sensation in my stomach and decided not to walk on that side of the sidewalk closest to where they were parked. I walked the opposite direction of where they were and my house, but my dog wanted to go back home so we turned around. Suddenly, my mom started calling me asking me where I was. She was in the same area that I was but on the other sidewalk. She crossed the road, and I saw the car was no longer in front of my house, which for some reason didn't sit well with me. Then I calmed down because there was a similar car parked a bit behind where I had seen the other. My mom told me that the car that parked in front of the house had two men inside, and they started driving really slowly when she came out. The driver looked directly at her and said, oh there goes the bodyguard, and then drove off. Now I try not to get scared because at first I thought that they were just talking to each other and my mom overheard a part of the conversation and she was overthinking it. But then I realized that the man was looking at her and the fact that they drove away with no reason. Maybe I'm just being dramatic or crazy over nothing, but he looked at my mom while saying that. I can't stop thinking if they knew who my mom was and why she was on the street at that time. I could think of two situations. Someone who lives closer knows us and has seen my late walking routine, or someone who has been driving around enough times to know who you are and your late night walking routine. Either situation, I don't like them one bit. I just want to walk my dog alone with no problems. The other weird thing that happened is a few minutes after they left, a neighbor walked out and said hi to my mom and me. And we said hi back and he said, bye Ashley, louder than his first hi. Now I know I'm overthinking this, but I see no reason to say hi to both of us and then give a bye only to me. But this is a guy who's been asking me out since 2015 and has always gotten a no in response and he never stopped. This past year he started asking for hugs and even kisses. Lucky me, I have a global situation on my part that I used as an excuse along with saying no. At first, I did not mind him asking me out But I've become uncomfortable with the fact that he doesn't take no for an answer and keeps asking and asking, thinking that being persistent is gonna get him somewhere. What made me get weary of him is the last time I told him no, I could see the anger in his face. I was inside a lift and he took a few seconds to move so the doors wouldn't close and was just looking at me. Suddenly he smiled and took a step back and I was left asking myself, what? I've known this guy for 20 years and he's never looked at me like that. Also, I wanted to add that I live in the worst part of the city, but 20 years of living here, I'm used to the neighbors selling drugs, people coming to buy them, shouting at 5am, but I never felt scared till recently with this neighbor, and tonight with whatever was with those two men in the car. I still don't understand why they were looking at my mom while saying that. I'm trying to tell myself that I'm exaggerating here, but can't shake this odd feeling. A part of me wants to keep on walking at midnight just to see if it happens again, but then I don't want to challenge my luck here. I went for a run to the park and I took a lap around the park. I was going to go to the restroom after I finished my one lap. This dude passed me on my way to the bathroom. As soon as I passed him, he turned around and followed me to the restroom. I saw him and I thought, hell nah, and just passed the bathroom and didn't go inside. Then I walked in the direction to take another lap, and he terminator stared me down, walking right at me. Again I thought, hell nah, so I turned around to take a lap the opposite way. He followed me. Again I turned around to run the opposite way. He followed me. And two more times he did this. After the last time he went to go get something from his truck. The truck had a camper in the back and it looked like he pulled out a knife or something. So I booked it and started sprinting. He finally actually started walking the whole lap and following me. I called my mom to pick me up and she came in three minutes. But when she picked me up and we went back to look for his car, he had left. Mind you, I'm 17. Pretty burly dude. I'm 5'8", 165. It was about 6'30 and the park was completely full of people. I was shitting bricks and this only happened an hour ago, so I'm still scared of shit. What do you guys think, because as a guy I didn't think this would ever happen, especially not at my age, I'm a grown fucker. Shitting bricks, I need some kind of weapon, because I'm going to be paranoid for the rest of my life. For a little context, I live in a town where nothing ever happens. My 19-year-old sister and I, a 17-year-old female, were spending the night at a nearby city in her boyfriend's apartment. I had a bottle of wine with me that I got in for a birthday gift, and she had a couple of ciders. Note: The legal drinking age in my country is 18, but pretty much everyone drinks before that. She had been drinking for years and could handle herself, We had a day of shopping, food, movies, etc, and in the evening, we had some drinks. Eventually, we went out when it was already dark because she wanted food. We were walking for about two to three miles next to a two-lane road that has cars going by every now and then. We were just having fun talking and enjoying the night air, as the city was on a smaller side, and we didn't feel like we would have to be afraid of being out after dark. This country is generally pretty safe for women. Well, at some point, my sister and I grew quiet as we noticed an old car come from behind us and slowed down when they got to our side. Luckily, they were on the third lane from us, so it's not like they could just grab us or anything. It was very creepy nonetheless, because there was nothing ahead of him for him to slow down like that. It was clear that he slowed down to slowly drive his car at our pace. I just looked forward to try to make him lose interest, but my sister kept glancing at the car and whispered to me that it was a middle-aged man and he was trying to wave to us. I switched sides with her so that she would be hidden from the guy and told her to ignore him so that he'll lose interest. She was pretty shaken up about it all. The car followed us for a little longer and I was eyeing the roads and the buildings to our left just in case we needed to run, but then the guy just started speeding off We kept glancing over our shoulders for a while, but didn't see him again that night. It might not be that creepy compared to what could have happened, but to us it was. Of course, there's always these old drunks walking around, whistling at girls, but this is the first time I felt scared because of something like that. Let me start by saying I'm a 14 year old male student from England, this happened to me a while back in September of 2020. I had been directly acquainted with a girl called Olivia since the end of primary school. She was not a good looking girl by any means. At the time this happened, she was really overweight, which will come into play later. Around five five, and she had a really horrible sense of humor. Basically the opposite of me. One day, on the first week back after UK's first lockdown, She started following me on Instagram. Of course, I didn't find it abnormal at the time, but that was the start of a really strange, creepy ordeal. She would send me DMs most days, asking how I was, what I was doing, that sort of thing. It went on like this for 10 days, and while I didn't find it too creepy at the time, I had no idea how much worse it would get. After a while, she would constantly DM me, at least 10 times every few hours. She would start by saying how cool I was, which struck me as weird, as I was pretty much the definition of a nerd and still am today, and how I was perfect. She would constantly remind me that she had dreams of me every night and she wants to run away with me. That was when something finally clicked in my brain. I realized how strange this was getting, and I blocked her. For a few days that worked, before she made a new account. At the time, it was the same as the last time. Just the same odd messages about her loving me. But then it changed. It changed to her going on rants about how nobody liked her. Gee, I wonder why. And how she was going crazy without me. The weirdest was, when she messaged me talking about how she was stress eating, everything she could find because she was going crazy over love. This was getting too much now. I told my parents, who told me to put my Instagram account in private and tell them if anything else happened. Strangely enough, this worked. She had completely stopped everything. The creepy DMs, the new accounts, everything. Fast forward a month or so to the middle of the night. I was going up a hill I live on to a supermarket to get some things for Halloween when I saw a girl around my age crossing the street towards me. I looked at her for a second, before realizing that, through the hood over her head, it was Olivia. I had been homeschooled by a private tutor for the last month to avoid her, so I was surprised when I saw it was her, but I did. Instincts kicked in, and I began running up the hill. I heard her mumble, oh shit, before attempting to run after me. I might have been a nerd, but I was in good shape at the time. So I was able to get to the supermarket at least 30 seconds before her. I immediately went to an employee, who thankfully stepped in before she got there. She was out of breath. The employee grabbed her and went to a phone. He called the police and told them my story, mentioning that there was a knife in her pocket, which I never saw. During this time, she stared straight at me. I could clearly see that she had gone mad. She had clearly stuck to her word of eating everything she could find as she had gained at least three stones, about 40 pounds. Her hair was longer and messier. Her clothes were tiny, so you could see the bottom of her belly sticking out of her hoodie, and she had a crazed, deranged look in her eyes. When the police came to take her away, she stared straight in my face and said one of the most haunting things of my life. Just so you know, I never loved you. You're lucky I'm so fat, because if I wasn't, I would have caught you and slit your fucking throat. Thank God, that was the last time I ever saw her. I started going back to school, and my life slowly went back to normal. So if you learn anything from my story, let it be this. Never judge a book by their cover, because you never know if they will be a crazy psycho. So this story happened to me about two years ago. For a little background, I have autism, and when I turned 18, my mom said that she couldn't take care of me anymore, and sent me to a sort of a group home for people with autism. It was a teeny one-story bedroom with eight apartments, each for one person. My first day there, it was pretty clear that I was one of the high-functioning people there, and it seemed like I was the youngest too. My mom stayed with me for the first night to help me get settled in, and two guys that lived there kept walking up to my door, just looking. Me being used to being around socially awkward people, like myself, I didn't really think much of it, although I really hated the attention. I didn't want to talk to them, and after about two hours, they gave up. My mom said that they were sweet and curious as to who was moving in, but I wasn't in the mood to socialize. Fast forward to me living there for a couple weeks. I'm sitting in my very tiny living room watching TV when I see a shadow outside my window. My window was placed beside the main entrance, so I could always hear and see people walking by. My blinds were on though, but I could still see shadows since the main entrance had lights on all night. So I started looking away from the TV, just looking at the shadow by the window. There was a person that stood there for about five minutes, then walked away, or so I thought. Then I saw a shadow sort of duck behind the wall, but still trying to look through my window. And that's when I got really freaked out. The next day, I told people working in the group home, and they're like, oh, it's probably just Eric. He does that sometimes. I'm sort of like, what? And said, well, I'd appreciate it if he didn't, cause it freaks me out. They said something along the lines of, that they would talk to him. Fast forward again, and I had been there for months, It was a daily occurrence to have this Eric guy walk past my front door and window, at least 40 times a day, walking past four times in four minutes. The door is made of glass, so again, he can see through. Sometimes, I'd walk out from my living room, and I would just see Eric standing there, at my door, staring at me. It was the most unsettling thing. At this point, I told staff multiple times, but they said they couldn't really do anything, and that he is harmless right at one point though eric is gone and i'm relieved to finally being comfortable with having my blinds up and walking around my own apartment so probably a year into moving there maybe less i get really depressed it wasn't the best place to live and i never felt so lonely in my life i ended up attempting suicide and they put me in a mental hospital for a couple days so i could be watched well guess who's there too fucking Eric he notices me right away and every time a nurse tries to walk into my room he stands by the door staring at me I have to keep telling him to go away one time I had to wash my clothes with one of the nurses and he followed us yelling so everyone could hear hey that girl lives where I live hi Michelle her name is Michelle and being the type of person that hates attention I just start walking faster until the nurses can get a hold of him so at this point, I'm actually in an okay mental state. Still not the best place to live, with neglect of staff, and with shitty people around me. Eric is back too at one point, and honestly, I haven't been outside because I'm afraid to run into him. His apartment isn't even on my side, so it makes no sense why he's around all the time. I've noticed it's been quiet for a while, so I decided it's safe to go down to the basement with my laundry. I turned the corner and boom, almost bumped into him. I kind of freaked out, but I remember that he's still a person and politely give him a smile and say, Hi. He doesn't say anything. He just stares. I then walk past him on my way to the basement. I look back and this motherfucker is following me now. He actually turned around to follow me. I started walking faster and thank God, I already have my key for the basement ready. I open the door and shut it quickly so I know it's locked. I walk into the laundry room with my laundry and then I hear the door open. I froze. Was he gonna kill me? I mean, I didn't even know the guy or what he was capable of. Three minutes go by and I finally get the courage to peek out of the room. The door is open, but he's nowhere to be seen. It seems like he is gone. It scared the lifeless crap out of me, so I hurried and put my clothes in the washing machine and hurried back up to my apartment. Again, I speak to the staff and this one guy is actually really helpful. He is the first one to take me serious and says they need to fix it. I know that they talked to him about it and also about standing next to my window, but do you think he listened? To describe Eric, I would say, I couldn't tell if he was skinny or chubby because he was always wearing a big green jacket. He had glasses and hunched over sort of And had long dark greasy hair so he was basically nightmare fuel for any girl okay i know i sounded like an asshole but i'm a very teeny girl so i knew if he tried anything i wouldn't stand a chance so now it's norm again to see him at my window although when staff tells him to stop he just laughs very childlike he thought it was funny it annoyed the shit out of me and i went from being scared to being super angry I knew he had issues, but damn, I had issues too, and he wasn't helping me with my anxiety. He was making it much worse. I told the staff that if he ever tried anything, I would beat the living shit out of him. Aggressive, I know. I was short, yes, but I was angry too. They told me that that wasn't allowed, and I reminded them that looking through my window and following me around wasn't allowed either. They agreed, but told me again that there was nothing they could do. I seriously considered calling the police at this point. The last thing he did that made me really angry was he walked past my door and window many times, as always, but then I realized he was gone. I sighed in relief, but I still had the feeling of being watched. My eye caught movement outside and this fucking dude was hiding behind a tree outside my apartment watching me. When he saw me, he grinned and moved closer. I walked into the living room, not wanting to deal with this shit, and called my boyfriend. My boyfriend stayed at my apartment pretty much every day from then on, and he stopped for a while. I think he even asked the staff if that was my boyfriend, and they told him it was. He still walked past my door sometimes, but not as often and not as creepily. Thankfully, we moved out about a year later, and I haven't seen him since but it made me feel very cautious and very dependent on my boyfriend. I know he probably didn't have any bad intentions, but it really fucked up my mental state and it really scared me. I worked at a hardware store when I was in high school. We had a number of fairly regular customers, but there was this one man in his mid-30s that became a regular after I checked his items one night. I noticed I kept seeing him on my shift and he would continually try to strike up awkward conversations with me, hold up the line until I had told him I had to take care of other customers. Our registers are right in front of the large glass window so anyone walking outside could see who was working. He eventually started to wait outside of the window and tap on the glass to get my attention after leaving. I rode my bike to work and getting off late at night started to terrify me. One night, when I was working alone, he asked if he could have my number, and if I was 18. When I told him that I wasn't, he asked for my birthday, to which I replied some random date in the distant future. I told my boss about this interaction, and from then on, she made sure I never worked alone, and she would follow his ass any time he entered the store, to the point where he stopped coming in. The day of my fake birthday, or close to it, I can't remember the exact date I gave him. He came knocking on the glass again. It was busy and my boss wasn't around, so I tried to ignore him. I eventually noticed the knocking had stopped and I could only assume that he had made his way into the store. Very soon after, I am greeted by his face in front of my register. He hands me a plastic grocery bag and says, Happy 18th birthday. I am so embarrassed, so I take the bag and tell him to please leave. When my friend and I opened the bag after work, it contained two packages of fireworks and nothing else. For some reason, my sister had plenty of stalkers, most just students from her school. So I wasn't really surprised when the sky was exposed. So I was walking my little sister to school and we were talking. I had already graduated and I was moving soon, so we were catching up. We enter an office in my sister's school where you have to write down your name and get a visitor badge. I don't know of any other school that does this. I walk in and I see a 20 to 30 year old man stare at us the entire time we were there. I thought it was creepy but I didn't care so I just ignored him. My sister went to class and I was walking out of the office and the guy taps me on the shoulder. He asks me who I am and who I am to the girl. I tell him it's my sister And he lets me walk out. But the whole time I'm going to my car. I get a feeling that this guy's watching me. He had a visitor badge on too. So when my sister gets home from school. I ask her about him. And she just shrugs and says. Yeah I've noticed him for the past weeks. I asked her how many. And she replied with maybe two months. Now I'm worried. And I ask her if anything was off lately. Or something. Because she had been stalked twice before. Cyberstalked and I'm an overprotective brother. She tells me not to worry and we both shrug it off and she asked if we could play Minecraft. I said yes and we were off. We built a nice house and went mining. That was when I got a weird feeling again, like eyes were on me. I ignored it and thought it was just being in a cave with 20 diamonds, so a good mine. I still got that feeling. My mom and dad were asleep and I didn't want to wake them up, so I got up and told my sister to keep playing. I peeked out the windows and saw nothing, but when I turned around to go back to playing, I saw a shadow in the window with a camera. I walked back and put in a text message, Don't react, but you're being stalked, and said loudly, I'm gonna get some snacks. So I walked into the kitchen and called the police and I was freaking out. I told them everything and soon the guy was caught Guess who it was? Mr. Creepy School Guy. My sister was horrified, and I told her not to worry, and this probably won't happen often. What I later learned about this guy is that he had pictures of her in the park, in the school, in her bedroom. This guy was crazy. So I've been living in a foreign country for a year already. Last month, I have been taking the ferry to move because the metro is usually crowded, stressful, and in COVID times, it's a nope for me. So ferry is the best option, at least this was my thought until last week. On Monday, a random guy, probably 30 to 35, sat next to me on the ferry and tried to talk to me. I'm not good with the language yet, so I let him understand that I didn't know what he was saying. He kept talking and showed me his phone. He had just taken a picture of me. I asked him to delete it, but he didn't understand, so I just ignored him to make him stop. It was irrelevant at the moment. On Tuesday, I noticed this guy on the ferry again, but this time he greeted me and called me by my name, which of course surprised me since I didn't know him. He sat next to me and kept talking nonstop, but this time he tried to hug me. For my luck, a woman noticed and sat between him and I, pretending to be my friend. On Wednesday, I used the metro instead of the ferry, so it was normal. On Thursday, I took the ferry, and this guy was there again. This time, he sat far away. When the ferry reached the other side, I noticed the guy followed me, so I changed my route and went to a bus stop, which is next to the ferry port. As it was late at night, there wasn't much people around. I was scared so I sat on the bus stop and there was a couple waiting in there so I felt safe, but the stalker came and sat next to me and suddenly held my arm while saying come 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 and trying to take me with him. At this moment I just held my arm tight and asked for help. The couple next to me called the police and I did report it. I mentioned that on Monday he was taking pictures of me, that he might have been doing this with other girls. The police asked him for his phone, and to my surprise, he handed it to them with no problems. Like, he was sure nothing was going to happen. When the police checked his phone, they found pictures of me, but not just for Monday. This guy had been taking pictures of me for months, not just on the ferry, but also in the parking site. Besides my pictures, they found pics of a different girl, which I believe he had been following for months as well. The worst thing about this whole situation is that I filed a police report. But they couldn't really do anything since this guy hasn't hurt me so right now i'm looking for a new place to move anyway be careful these creeps can be anywhere i'm a female a few years ago when i was about 19 i got a job at a hot dog shop with a phallic pun for her name in somewhat of a shady area The shop was pretty well known and had some fantastical dark local lore. Rumors that the hot dogs were made of horse meat, that the whole operation was a front for something less savory, or that it had been closed by a health inspector and reopened illegally, but people kept coming back for our delicious hot dogs. I soon discovered that none of that was remotely true, but it was fun to gossip. We'd often give our customers ambiguous answers to fuel their wide-eyed and morbid curiosities. I got used to the quirky customers that would come in pretty quickly. Some older gentlemen rumored to be involved with organized crime or an occasional nightclub owner, tourists, and many homeless and mentally ill people who we would often provide food to. The community was diverse and sometimes dangerous, but people looked after each other. One shift in the early hours of the morning, I was working the register when a man comes in. He has long dark hair and thick stubble, covering most of his lower half of his face. The shop is busy and he orders, steps to the side and keeps chatting with me while other people order. I was used to this. In this area there's a lot of nightlife and you get pretty comfortable with drunk ramblings. People hitting on you through slurred speech. I felt okay as long as it was on the other side of the counter. After telling me his thoughts about the other men in the shop being posers, but before he started telling me about how beautiful I was, the man tells me that he's a chef at a nearby restaurant. Like I said, people look after each other around here, so I was reassured, but I gave him a fake name just to be safe. I started seeing him often. It wasn't uncommon to have regulars, some even on a first name basis, but when my coworkers told me that he had come looking for me, asking where I was when I wasn't there, I started to feel uneasy. Every time I saw him, he seemed more and more intoxicated than the last. He would walk in and say, Hey beautiful. Or, Hey pretty girl. So casually, as though he thought it was really my name. It made me feel sick to my stomach every time. One night, around 2 a.m., I had just finished my shift. I step out onto the sidewalk and see him there, on the other side of the road, waving at me. I try not to think about how long he might have been there, watching me through the shop's large, neon sign-cluttered windows. My manager walked me to my car that night. Not long after that, it was a Saturday night, and the shop was pumping. Anyone that has ever worked in hospitality knows exactly what I'm talking about. There was a 40-minute wait for french fries. The teeny shop was crowded with people who had rolled out of the nearest bar and nightclubs, drug-addled and starving. The 3 a.m. rush. A big bulky man in his mid to late 20s started getting in my face. He had ordered french fries and had been waiting for 30 minutes. I kept apologizing, but this just made him more mad. I was desperately trying to plan my escape from my position against the back wall, behind the counter, to the front door, where I could get a club bouncer's attention and have them come over to sort out this guy. There was no hope, the store was too crowded. That's when I hear a sloppy but familiar voice Leave leave her alone. My stalker emerges from the crowd, a mere five foot five, he fronts up against the massive man, and they start fighting. Luckily the commotion did catch the bouncer's eye who ran in and swiftly de-escalated the situation Shortly after that I got a more stable job offer somewhere else and moved on But to my hot dog shop stalker, thanks, but no thanks This was about 25 years ago when I was a young teen 13 or 14. I'm a female and I'm 38 now. I was dating someone in a rough part of my town, in the UK, and had walked down to his house to hang out. I had left his house to go home around 4 or 5 p.m. and was walking through a small wooded area when something told me to look behind me. I looked behind me to see a guy following me carrying a baseball bat. I started walking faster and faster, but he kept pace with me and just remained carrying his bat over his shoulder, like he was gonna swing it. I confronted him once we were out of the wooded area, and asked him what he wanted, but he just stared at me blankly, so I told him to straight up stop following me. I started walking off in a rather quick speed, and he continued to follow me. I lived in a very small town, but it had a number of houses that I could stop at. I knocked on several houses on my route home, but no one was answering, and I didn't want the creep knowing where I lived, so I just kept walking around and going down alleys into people's gardens. But he'd be waiting for me when I thought I evaded him. I ended up going back to my house, hoping that my dad would be home so that he could deal with this creep. But when I got home, my dad wasn't home. I told my mom about it, and she looked out the window. He was there, but all he did was nod his head to her, and then he walked off. I told my boyfriend about the incident and he went mental over it and asked around to see who it could have been. He found out who it was, gave the guy a polite warning and started walking me home just in case. I never saw that stalker again. My boyfriend and I split because of distance as I moved to another city when I finished high school. We do still talk occasionally. He's happily married with four kids now and I'm a single parent to three kids. It still gives me a shiver down my spine when I think about it though. So this is a repost of a story from March 2019. But I just went to court to testify against him today. So I figured I might as well let you have the whole story. So I lived in a town with 60,000 people and had been living and working there for one and a half years. I don't know many people here as I work all day and have schoolwork in my free time. Because of this, I've been trying to meet new people and found a Facebook group wanting to hang out. One was suggesting a pre-party before going out and we were just six girls in total. At around 3am, three of us decided to go home. One took a taxi and the other one lives like three minutes away from me, so we walked. We were talking, laughing for a few minutes before she went inside, and I started to walk home rather happy and still a bit drunk. I suddenly noticed footsteps and got a bit paranoid, as you do being a woman in your early 20s walking home in the middle of the night. 50 meters further ahead is the public swimming pool and they still have the lights on, so I decided to leave the sidewalk because usually people are just on their way home themselves and will just keep walking. Not in this case though. As I reached the entrance while the lights, I turned around and this guy was literally three steps behind me. Black male, thirty five to forty, slim, with a head strangely small compared to his body, little to no hair, like five nine, and with creepy nearly white eyes that stood out next to his dark complexion. I asked him why he was following me, and he just mumbled something I couldn't make out. He could have been an immigrant though, so maybe he didn't know Danish. I told him that he shouldn't be following me and that I'd like him to keep going, but he gave me no response. I then told him that I didn't like being followed and to please move on. He just smiled a creepy smile and out of nowhere grabbed my hair on the back of my head and pulled me towards him harder than I thought was possible for his size. I fell on top of him and he got knocked out when his head hit the pavement. I ran across the parking lot to a road at a safe distance when I called 112, while still keeping an eye on him. Really wanted to just run home, but I was also terrified of me landing on him might have killed him or whatever. He attempted to get up a few times, and I was about to run, but I saw the lights from the ambulance coming down the road, so I stayed, and one of them came to check up on me while we waited for the police to arrive. I'm fine. I just have a sore scalp and a bruise on my left arm where I landed on him, but I'm sure he got the biggest headache ever. Karma is a bitch, and here I thought I had ran out of dumb luck a long time ago. Edit, I think I saw him at work yesterday. I work at a pharmacy, so if it was him, I hope he just came in for something for that headache. I looked over the camera footage, and literally the only thing that didn't make it seem like it was him was that he had very dark eyes. But I guess color context is always an option. Second edit. Passed him today on my way home from a run. I was literally a hundred meters from my flat in another direction compared to the swimming pool. I tried not to make eye contact or look too much in his direction, but he was wearing the same exact outfit. He didn't follow me, but I just hope that means that he didn't remember how I looked. Third edit. Never mind. I walked past him today on the street outside the pharmacy as a colleague and I were going to grab some lunch. When I realized it was him, I just looked at my colleague and pretended to be very much into our conversation, but I could feel him staring at me the whole time. I waited a little longer than I usually would to have a second look, and he was staring. I felt like I got busted or something, and like I've just confirmed to him that I was the girl that he attacked. It's honestly a strange feeling because my feelings are currently switching between paranoid, scared, and angry. More than anything I really want to punch him in his face for making me feel so unsafe. I doubt that would end well for me though. December 2020, guess it's time for another edit in case people are still wondering what happened with the case. So apparently he has a few different charges and today they decided to have me come to court as a witness. Don't know all the charges, but I'm not allowed to know until he's being sentenced, which might take a while. Anyway. They read aloud from the police report, and I'm both confused and annoyed, as it doesn't sound like what happened at all. They said that he was drunk and sat on the pillar near me, and lovely attempted to stroke my hair, which I didn't like, then fell and bumped his head and got knocked out, and that I had left and called the ambulance for him. Like, literally what the fuck. Also found out that he probably didn't understand me that evening, as he needed a translator today. But I still feel kind of proud that I was brave enough to confront him with the fact that he was following me and to tell him to keep going. At least something positive came out of it. So for background, I used to sleep in a boarding school while I attended high school. That night they asked us to be in front of the school at 4am to take the bus that would have taken us to the airport. I have asked my mother if she could bring me there, but she wasn't comfortable going into the city with the car at night. And neither was I walking by myself in the unknown city, but I guess she didn't care that much. So it was around 3.40 in the morning. I hadn't slept worth shit because I had bad pizza indigestion. I had spent the last five hours holding my stomach on my bed, covered in sweat. So yeah, that night didn't start off well, but I decided to go take the bus anyways. I didn't want to miss the big trip, although the idea of getting on a plane scared me more than anything. I got up, took my luggage and backpack, and started going towards the city center. The streets were completely empty. Every now and again a car would pass the street, but no one else was around. I was sprinting down the street where the rehabilitation home was. I have nothing against rehabilitation, but call it prejudice. I didn't want to meet anyone who had something to do with drugs and alcohol at 4am. I managed to get in front of the school all in one piece, and there was not a soul around. Where were my classmates? I sat on the bench and started playing with my hands. Sure enough, luck was never a thing. I started hearing some movement behind me. I turned, and the man was slowly crossing the plaza, headed towards me. I ignored him and kept looking at my hands nervously. He definitely was approaching me in a very slow, calm walk. He was wearing a windproof jacket, had gray hair, a wild afro, and a beard. Some of his teeth were missing. He had a friendly smile. Hey, you brother. I covered my face between my neck and my jacket and my hood. Hey, dude, I'm sorry to bother you, but you see, I need some money. Some money, yeah? As soon as his hand touched my shoulder, I jumped up and backed down. He took me by my shoulders as if we were long lost friends and proceeded. I need some money for fries. There's a van that sells them, there, down the street. I just need a few coins for fries. There was in fact a van that sold all kinds of fried and bakery sort of food. The thing is, they're not open before 9am and it was 4am. The smell of liquor on his breath made me panic. He could have easily punched me and robbed me. He didn't look like a violent guy, but I didn't know what to expect. I thought quickly. I had some spare money. I'd give him some, as I didn't want to piss him off. I told him that I didn't have any cash on me because I was going to the airport, but that I had some coins in my pocket that I'd be glad to give him. This prevented him of seeing my wallet, and sounded like a friendly compromise. He seemed grateful. He took the few coins I had for my coffee, the thing is. It was not over, and it got weirder for both of us. He started overthinking me, a row of thank yous and kind words, and I need to reward you. He was heating his hands over me, and I didn't know what to do. I was so overwhelmed. I hugged him and said that it was no problem. I locked my hands after a few pats on his back and backed up. Okay, what the fuck just happened? I anxiously looked around to spot a classmate at the end of the road with what I remember being her sister. After a while, they noticed me too, but didn't do anything, just stared. The guy thanked me again and said that he needed to show me one more thing, then grabbed my arm and dragged me a few steps. I pointed my feet at the ground, losing my confidence and looking friendly. Please, I gave you money already. You asked for money and I just gave it to you. Now I have stuff to do. He pulled me another time, then let go of my arm and said that he wanted to reward me, and that I will see. He then asked me to stay still and wait for him to come back. He then left. A Couple of my classmates came the next minute. I was still shocked. I didn't know what the fuck that man wanted, and I was anxious I would see him turning the corner. I then laughed it off with some friends, trying to cope with whatever had happened. A few laughed in disbelief, and one girl took me to the side and asked if I was okay. I wasn't really sure, and she knew it. The classmate I saw at the end of the street said that she saw the man dragging me, and if he would have done something, she would have intervened. I was, and still I'm pissed off at her. This man was looking for some booze or whatever, and probably wouldn't have hurt me. But what if he had a knife? If he punched me? If he robbed me? If he managed to drag me away from the street? It was already time to intervene and I can't help thinking that she was just being a coward and I will never forget. This happened years ago when I was 16 years old. I was walking home and it was around midnight. There were no people around me besides this very short dude that was walking right behind me. At first I thought nothing of it until I heard him speaking. No other voice, just the one. But he could have been talking on the phone, right? I get this very weird feeling that something isn't right. So I turn around, and sure enough, he was speaking to me. I can't make out what he's saying because he was speaking another language. My best bet was to cross the street, but he did as well. We repeated the street crossing a couple times until we got to my block. Now, my street is a very little, narrow street that is part of the old part of town, and it's very dark. If I go into it, he could very possibly hurt me, and no one would be there to help. So I decide to walk a little bit further, where there's a bakery that's 24-7, and it's always packed with people. I stop right in front of it and act like I'm waiting for someone to come out. The guy sees this, and he walks into the bakery and starts looking around and I finally see him under the bakery lights. He looked disturbed and very dirty. He was short, maybe around 5'2". He was wearing some clothes that were dirty and worn out, and by the look of the customers, I could tell that he smelled very bad. I assume he decided not to be suspicious, and he walks out and starts walking away from me. He didn't know that my street was a couple steps behind me, and I guess he thought once he left, I would keep walking in the same direction. I saw him hiding behind a tree not very far from me. I take this opportunity and slowly start walking backwards to where the street starts, never turning my back to where he is. This was my time to get a little bit ahead. So I start running for my life until I get to my house. I lock the doors while all the lights turned off and I peek out the window. He is running and looking everywhere trying to find where I went. I don't even want to imagine what would have happened if I hadn't reacted the way I did. But anyways, I have more stories similar to this because being a woman in my country is very unsafe. Probably the wildest thing that has ever happened to me with a complete stranger. Now this encounter was not in person, just to note that. I was 14 when this happened, and the man in question was in his mid-30s. I had a large friend group at the time, but out of the 10 people in it, I was only really friends with one of them. All the other ones were his friends, but they were always around. This particular day, one of his friends asked me if he could use my phone to call his coworker because he needed to tell him that he wasn't going to make it to work. I agreed and handed him my phone without thinking twice about it he says his coworker isn't picking up and gives me back my phone. A couple hours later, my phone rings and I pick up. I don't recognize the voice, but the caller says I called him. I quickly realize what it was and I tell him my friend's name and that he called. The caller thanks me and hangs up. I thought that would be the end of it, but boy, I was wrong. Almost right away, I started getting texts from this number telling me my voice sounded sexy I just ignored all of them. The next day I get a text from him. Do you not want to talk to me? I responded with a simple no. He replies, Well, if you don't want to text me, Sarah, then I could just come by. He knew my address and my name. I am terrified at this point, so I asked my friend if he gave any information about me to his coworker. He tells me that the guy asked him whose phone he called from, and he gave him my name. He asked him if I lived close and he gave him my actual address. My friend also mentions his age when I told him that he's texting me, but he said that I'm overreacting and that a 30 year old wouldn't even bother with me. So I text him back saying that if he has that information on me, he must know my age too, right? He says he doesn't mind my age as long as I don't. What follows is a monthly constant calls every single day he would get angry if I didn't pick up and start texting me nasty things and calling me names. Please don't judge me for not calling the police or telling my parents. I was only 14 and scared that he would hurt me or my family. One day it all came to an explosion that was building up for months. He kept calling my phone until my younger brother got annoyed and answered it, telling him to leave me alone. He had no idea it was a stalker. I just told him it was some random person calling me. He then sent me a couple texts telling me to get ready because he was going to kill me and my brother for speaking to him like that. I went outside to cry, and that's when my neighbor saw me crying. He was older than me, but his brothers were the same age. He asked me why I was crying, and I told him everything. I just couldn't keep it in any longer. He was calm and told me to give him the guy's number, which I did. About 15 minutes later, my phone started blowing up with text. He was calling me a Whore. He then said, You have the nerve to send the bastard that you're having sex with and have them call me? He was extremely angry. He somehow knew where I was going the next day. It was something I planned for months with my friends. He told me that that was where he would kill me and I would pay for being such a little bitch. I still went because we had been planning it for months. Thankfully, my neighbor suggested to go with me and keep a distance just in case the threats were real. They weren't. He never showed up that day, and I'm so thankful he didn't. That was the end of the calls and texts. To this day, I'm still terrified that he will somehow see me outside and possibly hurt me. One phone call ruined many months for me. Okay, so this took place a long time ago. I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I was probably between seven and nine. My family and I were all queued up at the bus stop when this guy approaches us asking for money. He says something about he hasn't eaten in a while and that he doesn't have a single cent on him. This is pretty normal where I live, so we weren't exactly freaked out or anything at the time. So my mom dug her hand in her purse and handed him some cash and wished him well. The adults returned to their conversation, but I noticed that he hadn't left What's weird is that we were in the middle of the queue, so it couldn't have been that he was just queuing up after us. Everyone else eventually notices this and tries not to acknowledge whatever this was because I guess everyone probably just assumed that he wasn't exactly sane at this point. When the bus arrived, we all hopped on, and me being the child I was, I ran all the way to the back to sit alone. Those seats were considered the best seats. Then I see the same guy board the bus and walk in my direction. I immediately grab my grocery bag and place it on the seat next to me because I didn't want him to sit there because I had a feeling he would. Sure enough, he stops right next to me and just stares down at me. At this point, I was completely creeped out, mainly because I had no idea what he wanted. Everyone began to turn and stare so I lifted the grocery bag and he immediately plunges down right next to me I looked through the window throughout the whole trip, which wasn't long, about 10 minutes. I was seated on the inside next to the window, so when it was my stop, he had to either get up or turn his body to let me slide through to get out. Surprisingly, that's exactly what he did when we got to our stop. Thank God he hadn't followed us then. Another thing I noticed that he didn't have a card and he didn't pay for the fare when he got on the bus and somehow got away with it. Last night, I was scared out of my mind. As I was on my way home, a man came up to me and started talking to me. He said something along the lines of, hey beautiful and whatnot. I replied back, get away from me. I then noticed he had a cup of alcohol in his hand and I immediately regretted saying anything. He turned aggressive right away and proceeded to call me a stupid dumb white bitch and to get the fuck out of so and so. I diagonally crossed the street and he continued down and across another street, but he kept screaming at me, saying that I'm a dumb bitch and that he was going to beat my ass and mess me up. Being a dummy and having too much pride, I yelled back, suck my dick and shut the fuck up. Clearly, I should have not aggravated him more, but it was in the heat of the moment. There were a few people around, so I felt okay, and he was walking away. But when I turned the street, all the other people were gone, That's when he started following me. I could hear him screaming slurs behind me and his footsteps stomping down the pavement. I was so scared. I started to speed up my walking, but I didn't want him to know that I realized that he was right behind me. I thought to knock on the neighbor's door for help, but I was too afraid. I called my mom and started crying on the phone because I didn't know what would happen. She thought I was pranking her. I could hear him getting closer and I grabbed my keys and bolted through my front door. Both of my hands were shaking so bad that I couldn't even unlock it. I started banging on it for someone to open it and finally they did. I got in and fell on the hallway floor just crying. I looked up and saw a shadow at the door and started screaming my ass off only to realize it was my roommate checking to see what happened. I felt so much relief in that moment. I'm really scared to leave my house now because he knows where I live. I just hope he was too drunk to remember anything. I feel really traumatized. This is a story about the time I had a full-blown stalker and everyone knew and just pretended it was fine. When I was 16, I moved into a new apartment. It was a huge apartment complex. I had previously only lived in a very rural area in the middle of nowhere. So one night, I decided to get changed while dancing in front of my full wall window at night. The window acted like a mirror due to the light inside and the darkness outside. So I did an entire strip tease in front of that thing. Yes, I was stupid. When I was done, I looked out my window for whatever reason and I saw a silhouette of a man standing in his window across the street on a higher floor. I shut my blinds but thought nothing of it. A few days later, I get a call. The person tells me that he loves me, he knows my name, my mom's name, my address, what school I went to, and obviously my phone number. He knew everything. I told my mom about the stripping incident and about the phone call. She brushed it off. One time, my boyfriend was over and the stalker called me crying, asking how I could do this to him. When I went away for a weekend, he called me hundreds of times a day. If I answered, he'd say nothing. His silhouette was always watching me. Somehow, instead of panicking about this, my boyfriend, mom, and even me made jokes about it. None of us really cared too much about it. One day, after six months of this, the calls just stopped. I never saw him in his window again. It just ended. But this could have ended so badly for me. And honestly... I wonder what the fuck my mom was thinking about ignoring something so serious. He could have shown up at my door at any time. He knew exactly where I was. Thinking back on it, it was probably the most dangerous situation I've ever been in. I was just thinking about this for some reason and thought this is the kind of stuff that would fit on the subreddit. Many people might not think it's scary enough but to me, it's definitely a creepy encounter. This happened when I was in secondary school in the UK. I was probably about 12 or 13. I lived in a pretty safe neighborhood from what I can remember, but the town itself has definitely taken a turn for the worse in the past few years. To get home from school, I would sometimes walk with some of my friends going the same way. We would walk through a big busy park where people would walk their dogs and where children would sit and talk on the swings after school. On this particular day, I was walking home with a friend and her younger brother, who was a year below us, if I'm remembering correctly. I'm not sure exactly how it transpired, but we were approached by a woman who was obviously completely spaced out on some kind of drug. I probably didn't realize this at the time because I was quite naive when I was younger. The woman had probably said something along the lines of, asking us for money, but before I knew it, my friend and her brother had started running away, shouting, screaming, and laughing. I quickly followed, as I didn't want to be left behind with this random woman. We ran down the street, and after a second or two, we realized that the woman was now chasing us. She was angrily screaming at us. My house was nearby, and being a young stupid kid, I just assumed that it would be the safest bet. Now, if I was ever in that same situation, I don't know whether the best decision would be leading a drugged-up person chasing me back to my house, but I was young and scared. I was so lucky in that moment that my stepfather was home. We were banging on the door, screeching and shouting. He came to the door and shouted at the woman to get off his property and that she was clearly on drugs and needed to go away. Throughout the whole experience, my friend and her brother were laughing, thinking that it was all fun and games or something. This was so confusing to me, and as soon as my stepfather got rid of the woman, I broke down in tears and thanked him for helping us. I think I was already interested in true crime and stuff like that at that age, so I saw the situation of what it could have become, and they just thought it was funny that a crazy lady was chasing us, or maybe it was just like a trauma response, like laughing in uncomfortable situations. I still don't know for sure though. My stepfather wasn't the easiest person to live with, but I'm grateful for him being there to protect us, as who knows what would have happened if there was no one at home.